the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show, and I'm just so grateful. I am so thankful to be here, and Lord, I just ask that you just guide my words, guide my heart, guide my thoughts to be your thoughts, your words. Lord, I just want to do your will in this day and every day moving forward. That should be the prayer. That, that's my prayer. Uh, that's what I'm wanting. Listen, I'm going to talk a little bit about Mother's Day because I'm going to tell you a little bit about what's happened to me for the last two weeks. I'm on a high that's uh, just amazing, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I had plans on uh, April 25th to go to Hawaii, Kona Island. I, I do it every year for a Christian event where I learn how to be better steward with my, with my finances and just everything that God has blessed me with. And I was taking employees with me. I was taking family with me. And we were all going. And then my daughter mentioned, uh, you know, her, her birth date. She was pregnant. And she told me what day she was due. And I thought, wow, this is just too close for comfort. This is just too close. And I had all these people going. I was, you know, had it all planned and everything was set up. And I thought, you know what? No, I am not going to have a good time if I go. If she has it, I'm not going to have a good time because I'm going to want to be with her and the baby. And if I go, I'm going to be wondering, am I going to miss it? So I decided to cancel it. And I said, you guys, you can still go. You can do. But they all decided they didn't want to go if I didn't go. And so nobody went. So that was one Thing that happened. And then uh, the second week, I got uh, notified that I was going to get an award with National Pest Management Association, which is for national, you know, all of, you know, everything for businesswoman, leader, all of that. And being in the business for 42 years, it was quite the accomplishment and quite the honor to be recognized like that. I had my um, flight. I had my hotel. I had my rent-a-car. I was all set. And then I decided, nope, I can't do that either because the baby, the baby was a baby boy and his name is Tex and he was born on May 1st, 1205. My daughter wanted that baby in May. She wanted the baby to be born May 1st. And so she, I don't know how she did it, but she made it happen five minutes into May 1st. There comes the baby. Now, the big blessing for me is I don't know how many moms out there can actually say that they've been in the delivery room during their child, their daughter's uh, birth of their baby. And I have to tell you that I have been blessed beyond measure on so many accounts. But all three of my grandbabies, I was in the delivery room uh, participating, praying, uh, just enjoying in the, the miracle that the Lord provides in labor and delivery of this baby, baby, baby. 
And uh, this one, uh, Baby Boy, uh, just amazing. Each one of uh, Tiana's children are just obviously a gift from God and such a blessing. So I told my daughter and my son in love that I would dedicate two weeks to them where I wouldn't go to work. I would totally be devoted to taking care of baby, mommy, and kids. I have to tell you, that's a young person's job. Uh, I was so tired. I was sleep deprived because every time the baby would uh, need to feed and get changed, I was the dedicated uh, potty and, you know, changer. Um, The little boy had extra little things like circumcision going on, and we had to take extra care about that, too. And so I just have to say that it was such a blessing, and I can't imagine, I can't even imagine being anywhere else but right there, sleep-deprived, not in Hawaii, not getting an award, but being right there with that little baby boy and the mother, Tiana, who's my daughter, my one and only daughter, and uh, her two daughters. During this time... I learned so much because my daughter would watch me. In fact, with the first two, I did the same exact thing. I devoted time to take care of Tiana because when I went through this and I had Tyson and I had Tiana, mommies, um, I tried to get up and get going way too soon and your body needs time to heal. And if you take the time to heal, you will heal quicker. Imagine that. But I wasn't that type of person. I wanted to get up and show that I could do it all. I could, you know, do everything. And it cost me more time of um, recovery and healing. So I wanted to prevent that from happening with Tiana so that she could heal, so she could manage three kids under three and under. Uh, Yeah, that's a big endeavor, isn't it? (laughs) One's a lot of work. Try three. So. Uh, the breastfeeding thing, going through all of that, it's its just an amazing miracle from God. And to see all of that and the emotions and everything that goes on, it's just the most amazing, amazing thing. So I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to talk about motherhood and, and the responsibility of motherhood, but also fatherhood. And I want to talk about discipline because discipline is disciple. You know, it's, it's disciple. So with uh, my my sister and my daughter have both said that we're going to go to Gigi or we're going to go to Sue's house because we need some boot camp. They'd call me the boot camp person because I discipline, you know, like my rules when the kids come to my house are different than maybe the rules in their own house. And that's a good uh, rule of thumb for you moms out there that are sharing child care with a grandmother or a child care provider. Just know that the rules can be different. Um, They were definitely for me is I had specific times for eating. They sat at the the table uh, in their high chair, buckled in. Um, Shower time was I'd throw them in the shower with me. And that's the only way I could shower is by having them in the shower with me. And you plug up the, the drain so that they have water down there and they can play and they're safe and you can take care of your thing. And it's wonderful to be able to do that. Uh, And I taught Tiana this. And Tiana said something. And she goes, you know, I've never seen you do that, but yet I do that with my baby. And I said, well, yeah, okay. So why do you think that is? And it's like they learn. Even when you don't realize they're learning, they're learning. And they're taking it all in. And disciplined parents, I have to tell you, they said terrible twos. 
I have to say the terrible twos, I thought I'd made it when I got through the terrible twos. I thought that wasn't so bad because they talked it up so bad. It's terrible twos. And I said, no, 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 no. The terrible threes. So the oldest one, Montana, she's the oldest. She's in her threes. And I have to tell you that it's true. The terrible threes are worse than the terrible twos. But they're worse, but they can be so good because your children, they need to be disciplined. It's hemming them in. It's giving them security. It's giving them a chance to uh, understand the boundaries, okay? Healthy boundaries. I learned those as a grown-up. I had to learn healthy boundaries. But if we can teach parents, if we can teach our children how to have healthy boundaries, you know, when they're little, then they're going to understand. For instance, uh, a circumstance of um, I have them eat at the table, whereas someone else says, here's a, a cup of blueberries or here's a cup of pretzels, you know, and they walk around the house with it. And I'm saying, no, let's sit at the table and let's eat together. Let's just eat together. And uh, so we had mealtime. We also had a designated nap time. And I thought it was important that we do that. Why? Because now we've added another baby to the, to this whole orchestration. And if you don't have some order... If you don't have some type of uh, situation to where everybody understands the rules, then things become out of control. So now, as a business owner, I can just transfer that information over to business ownership. And there was a situation where a gentleman came into the office and he behaved um, emotionally, maybe not as mature as he could have. He had an issue. He came into the office and he started to get emotionally charged, and maybe was not as professional as he could have been. And it caused the other people to feel uncomfortable. So boundaries and manners are there for a reason. They're there for everybody's safety and everybody to understand what the rules are. Now, for E.C.O.L.A., we have core values, and one of our core values is to respect one another. And isn't it great if we are in an environment where we can be assured that there's going to be respect that even though we might not agree, and maybe we might even be mad, that even though we're mad, we're not going to disrespect. Now, Little Montana, I'll take this back to jacuzzi time. We have a little spa. The kids were in the spa. They're having a great old time. And then Montana decided that she was going to keep spilling the water outside of the spa. And I explained to her the why, because I think it's important, whether it's an employee, a person in ministry, your children, anybody, that... When you give something, a directive, if you give, you know, something that you are desiring, it's really important, I think, the why. And I could go so many directions with this, but I believe the why is so important, even in our personal life, why we do, why we choose what we choose. The why is so important, you know, the who, what, where, when, why. There, there, if you can answer the who, what, where, when, why, then you're going to understand more about the other person. You're going to understand where you're coming from. Sometimes our emotions get out of control and we don't even understand what happened. You know, like, what was that? That was a knee-jerk reaction. And if we ask ourselves, well, okay, who, what, where, and why? And the why is the biggest one. I remember a long time ago when I was like 12, and I I just called out to God and I said, why am I here? Lord, just tell me, why am I here? It's got to be more than what I'm doing. It's got to be more than this. Why am I here? And then the other one is, who am I? Have you asked yourself that question? Who am I and why am I here? I think those are two really good questions. And I think that if we can help our children understand who they are through God's eyes and through our eyes by encouraging 
with Montana when she was spilling the water out. And I said, Montana, we have to keep the water in the spa. Why? Because if you poured all the water out, then you're not going to have any water in, which means that you're going to get cold and you're not going to have water to play in. So it's much better to keep the water in. So please stop putting the water outside the spa. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. And she continued to pour the water outside. So she was pushing the envelope and wondering just how far she could go before there would be a consequence. Now, sometimes parents, we need to say what the consequence is. If you continue to do this, this is what you can expect. Sometimes that's not always possible. But parents, I will tell you, be ahead of whatever is going on in your discipline. Be ahead of it. And what I mean by that is, what, is, what, is, what could happen in this situation? Okay, well, what's going to be the natural consequence for that action? My mother used to say something to me. She used to say, Susie, you're going to have choices every second of every day. You're going to have choices in your life, as you are, listener. And you're going to reap the reward or suffer the consequences. So think about that before you make the choice. And we do have a lot of choices, don't we? Do we eat that or do we eat that? Do we drink that? Do we drink that? Do we listen to that music or do we listen to that music? Do we watch that movie or do we watch that movie? We have choices of every minute of the day. If we have extra time, what are we doing with that extra time? And then the question is, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? Why are you here? And if that directs your choices to read a book or read scripture, that's different than let's have another cigarette or another drink. Sorry if that hits somebody at home, but it's true. So if we're thinking about the long-range goals of parenting or our individual choices, we have to set boundaries for ourselves and for others, don't we? I didn't even know I was going to talk about boundaries, but it seems like it's, it's appropriate right now. On Mother's Day, I, I really, my big thing is I want to spend it with my kids, right? Because I'm a mother. It's, <laughs> Tiana said that she goes, it's so funny, Mom. It's the only holiday that you have to earn. And when we went to church on Sunday, which my son was on one side and my daughter was on the other side, and I got my grandkids surrounding me, it was like, thank you, God. Thank you, God, that I experienced my children through all these years, small baby, you know, all of those years into adulthood to where now they are experiencing parenthood and I get to be a part of it. My mom died young. My dad died even younger, and I was sad that they didn't get to experience my children growing up. Um, they, they got cut short on all of those experiences, and I'm thankful that I'm still here. I'm thankful that I've got many more years ahead of me as far as I know. I'm believing I'm going to live till I'm 107. We'll see how that goes. I've always said that. Anybody close to me knows that's, that's my goal. So I have to live a healthy life because I don't want to be a burden. So I want to live healthy. I want to eat healthy. I want to take care of myself. And sleep deprivation is okay for a short period of time. But listen, people, we need our sleep. <laughs> we need sleep because we get grumpy if we don't have our sleep, right? So when I was thinking about Mother's Day and I was thinking about the blessings of having my children and their children around me, I, I remembered way back when when I was a young, uh, a young mother 
and I was thinking about people saying, "Oh my gosh, grandmotherhood is the best." And I'm thinking, "Wow, grand grandmother, I'm, I'm you know, I'm just trying to get through motherhood right now." And I remember just thinking, "Oh my gosh, I'm so tired as a mother." And I can relate to my daughter right now. It's like, you know, you don't get a lot of sleep because now they've got three and they're trying they've got two in one room and they're waking each other up and climbing over in the crib and oh my goodness, there's just new obstacles all the every step of the way. There's there's new things that we're having to deal with and it's it's really amazing and fun, but it's also Interesting. Back to the baby in the spa. Montana, she kept doing it. I said, Montana, you're going to have to get out if you continue on. And Tiana was right around the corner breastfeeding her little baby, Tex. And she says, Montana, listen to Gigi. Montana didn't want to listen to Gigi. So Gigi just took her, scooped her up, bad shoulder and all, picked her up out of that jacuzzi. And she was so upset, she couldn't believe that there was a consequence of her not being able to stay in that spa. She cried out to Daddy, 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 I want Daddy. And I said, look, you need a towel, you need to warm up. She didn't want anything to do with me. She didn't want anything to do with me. So I had to tell her, I said, look, at, I love you so much. I love you too much to let you keep doing this. Okay, when we tell you to do something, there's a reason for it. I gave you the reason. Now, she's three. But listen, parents, if we don't direct them, at an early age, I tell you, the teenage years are a lot harder. But if you get the boundaries set up now from one to five, one to six, I, I guarantee you, your teenage years that everybody says, oh, my gosh, wait till the teenage years. Listen, think about this. When I had my son, my firstborn, you know what came to mind? I mean, he was just born. And what came to my visual in my mind was handing car keys over to him. And I thought, oh, dear God, that's when you lose control. That's when you lose all safety net, all security. So I have to train him to make good decisions because when he turns 16, I have no power, no way of protecting him anymore. Think about that. You have no more. The minute you give those car keys over to that child, look out. And hopefully you've instilled into them the fact that that is a weapon, you've instilled that it's dangerous, that they have to pay attention, that things can happen like that, right? I mean, that's what we need to do, and you need to do it early on. Montana, I can remember another time where she was trying to help me get stuff into, I, I was parked on the street, and I was trying to get things into my trunk, and I said, you stand on the curb. She took her foot, you know what I'm talking about. She took her foot, and she's looking at me, sideways, looking at me, and she's stepping just right onto this, the concrete before the pavement just to see how far she could take it. And I said, Montana, I see you, and there's a reason why I'm not letting you do this. And I said, if you take another step, I'm going to spank you. You're going to spank me? And she said, hit me. And I said, no, I'm not hitting you. I'm spanking you now. What's the difference? There is one, okay, because one is... You know, uh, spare the rod, spoil the child. I believe in that. No, I, I don't abuse my children, don't abuse my grandchildren. But if it means them not getting hit by a car, doggone it, I'm going to make sure they understand that they're going to not step off that curb. Because if they do and something happens, who's to blame? I would say I am. Because I'm there to teach them. I'm there to discipline them as we are as adults. And no matter what role you play, when I went to church on Sunday, it was so beautifully said because not everybody has the blessing of being a mother if you're a woman. 
you know, that um, some women don't want to be or they're fearful of it, but some women can't. But that doesn't mean here's here's what was said. And I thought it was so beautiful because now I'm a spiritual mother. I have employees. I had a girl today call me and her mother's in the hospital and she's very worried. She was crying and she talked to my bookkeeper. My bookkeeper says, you, Sue's here. You need to talk to her. And so she passed the call to me. And uh, this young lady was crying, very worried about her mother. And I said, what's happening? And she told me what's happening. And at the end of it, I said, I'm going to be praying for you. And the Lord said, pray for her right now. And I stopped everything I was doing because the Lord said, pray for her now. I said, do you mind if I pray for you right now? She goes, please pray for me. Pray for my mother. And so I did. I took a moment and I just prayed for her mom, for the doctors to have discernment over what's happening with her. And for her to have peace and comfort and the Holy Spirit to just be present with them so they can get through this trying time right at Mother's. She couldn't even spend Mother's Day with her mother because her mother had to go to the hospital. So we never have we never have tomorrow, do we? We don't have tomorrow. So let's do the best we can with today. I just was filled to the brim uh, on Sunday and I got a, a family photo that's going to be in social media, and it's um, going to be part of a new site that I'm putting together for Mother Approved. And uh, it's going to be my, my family on the front of this. And I just thought, what a neat thing to have Mother's Day and have that photo of my family uh, to be my, my website um, front front page. I just thought, that is so sweet and so special. And at that time, I didn't know that's what was going to happen. So... I was going to get into scripture and I was going to get into these things, but I really want this show to be about being aware of no matter what age we are, this is for you, is we need to practice healthy boundaries for ourselves and for others. It's a big deal, okay? And if you are in an environment, if you're in a situation where there aren't healthy boundaries, you can stop. You can put the line in the sand and say, I'm not receiving that. I'm not going to accept that. And parents, you need to speak over your children scriptures, what God says about them, that they're beautifully and wonderfully made as you are. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. Now, listen, does that make we does that mean that we as human beings don't make mistakes, that we don't screw up, that we don't make bad choices? Of course not. You know, God is a forgiving God. His grace is sufficient for us, and sometimes that's hard to take. It's hard to accept. I know it was for me until I got the healing that I needed and that was provided by the Lord because I was beating myself up about choices that I had made, and maybe that's you right now. And what I can say to you is, is that you know God will forgive you. All you have to do is ask him to forgive you. He knew, he knew every hair on your head, every word that's going to be spoken when you were in your mother's womb. He knew all of that. He, he knows you. He created you. And he created you for a specific purpose. And if you want to know the why, that's the why. Is that you want to live out the purpose that God created for you. And I can't think of a more important, significant, impactful thing that you can do with your life than to live out that purpose. So how do you know what that purpose is? That's a really, really good question. What are you good at? What are you passionate about? That's how you can figure it out because he gives you those gifts. He gives you those things that makes it easier for you to do certain things. 
We're all created different, but we all bleed the same. Do you realize that? We all bleed the same. We have a heart. We have feelings. We deal with things maybe different. We have our own protective mechanisms that keep us from uh, expressing, exposing, being vulnerable and transparent. But listen, those relationships that you have or that you long for where you can be truly, completely intimate. Intimate means into me, see. Intimacy, into me, see. Be a blessing to someone every day. And we will be back with more of the Sue Free Show right after this brief break. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS termitelady.com What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma. Revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, E. Cola, Termite and Pest Control, for sponsoring this show. I'm just so grateful to E. Cola for sponsoring. Um, we've been on the air for like 13 and a half years. I can't even believe that much time has gone by, but time flies when you're having fun. And we're having fun, and we're learning a lot. You know, it's... um. I love expressing or exposing or sharing with you lessons that the Lord's teaching me. And, uh, you know, I'd love to hear from you. So if you could go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word dot com, I'd really appreciate it. I'd really like to hear from you. And uh, if you need any termite or pest control, please, please call E. coli termite today and they'll be happy to take care of you. We go from San Diego all the way up to San Luis Obispo and we're here to serve you. So. If you have a rodent problem, if you have a mosquito problem, if you have an insulation issue, if you have a termite problem, if you have a pest control problem, we have 56 trucks on the road and we want to serve you. Also, 
if you are looking for a new career or if you're in this business and you just want to check out our company, we would love to talk to you. So um, reach out, termitelady.com, ecolatermite.com, and uh, there's a way you can uh, go on to career section or application, quick application, and fill out the information, and we'll be happy to talk with you about that, okay? So that's good. All right, so part one, we were talking about, I was talking about church, I was talking about uh, my daughter Tiana and her giving birth to Mr. Tex, eight pounds, six ounces, um, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful human being, um, just the most sweet, uh, oh, he just is so connected with Tiana, it's amazing, you know, he just, he wants to hear her heartbeat. He doesn't want to be away from her at all. And she is so connected with him. It, it's pretty amazing. And to see that is just such a blessing to me. It just warms my heart beyond, beyond, beyond. Um, you know, and any of you that, that know what it's like to be a parent or to be a grandparent, those that talked about grand, you know, being a grandparent when I wasn't there yet, I'm definitely there now, and I totally understand now what they were talking about. And it's not about spoiling and giving them back, even though that's what they say. I'm disciplining them. So I, I think that there's a, a blessing in that, too, is that the wisdom of knowing what's ahead and being able to, you know, try to correct or um, mold it uh, while they're young before they get to the point of having a bigger fight on your hand. I think it's it's a smart thing to do. Um, you know, it, it says in the Bible about train them up in the way that shall go and they won't depart. But even if they depart, they come back. So don't give up hope. Uh, you know, parents out there, um, I have friends that have kids that are, um, addicted to pornography, addicted to alcohol, drugs. And I, I see, I see, uh, magic happening i see i see miracles happening it's not magic it's miracles and uh you know and it's prayer it's prayer warriors it's just believing and believing and believing and just staying faithful and believing that that child's going to come back to what you taught them so it's important that we fill them with god's love and his grace and his mercy and his forgiveness but also god disciplines he wants us to be disciplined that's why when we go through trials and tribulations it's his way of working things out with us you know, if if everything was so easy, I, what kind of people would we be? Seriously. I mean, you know, I am who I am and you are who you are because of the things we've been through and how our attitude is, our belief system that's created from that. It creates who we are, our character. And when you ask yourself, what do you want to be or who do you want to be or who do you want to be like? You know, surround yourself with those people that you want to be more like, not the people that you don't want to be like. You know, I have some friends that they have truck driver mouths and, and they curtail it quite a bit for me, but um, they still have that. And if I'm around that too much, it, it, it gets on me. It just gets on me. And I don't want that. So I tell them, you know, it's like, look, I, my, my ears bleed when you talk like that. So if you can, please, please help me out here. I want to be around you and I want to be a friend, but I, my, my ears can't bleed like that anymore. So please, please, please. Yeah, you might think that's crazy, but it isn't to me because I, I we are who we hang with and, and, you know, it gets on us and I don't want that. You know, I want to be, I, I want to live a righteous life and I'm going to fall short because God says we're going to fall short, but that's okay. You know, he forgives us. So, you know, if my desire is to go that direction and I'm not saying that to put me myself anywhere else other than I'm human and I'm going to make mistakes and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just like you, you know, it's a journey. And I'm, th I'm so thankful that God's not done with me yet. 
And he's not done with you yet either. So don't beat yourself up. Just pick yourself up and brush yourself off and say, okay, today's another day. It's another hour. I'm going to be better this hour than I was the last hour. And that's what we need to do. And that's, it's okay. That's good. So it is for discipline that you endure. God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? Father, mother, you know, it's both. Uh, mothers are created to nurture and fathers are hunters. You know, they go out and provide and, and, and safety and protection. And, and the mothers are in there nurturing. It's okay, baby. Let me kiss that. Let me put a Band-Aid on it. You know, that type of thing. And huggy, kissy, lovey-dovey, right? I mean, that's just kind of the roles. Okay, now that can switch and that's okay. But our children need both. Now, there was a Facebook thing that I saw and it showed a child, a little tiny child, and uh, this young girl was on a TED Talk talking about how important is the interaction of people, you know, and, and with all of this uh, smartphones and tablets, it showed the child being totally engaged with the daddy and the daddy totally engaged with the baby and the baby was so happy. And then all of a sudden the daddy picks up his tablet and he gets totally involved in the tablet and the baby's like, you know, pawing at the daddy like, you know, what happened? What happened? Play with me. Play with me. And he got really upset and he started to like go away from daddy. And then all of a sudden daddy puts the tablet down and goes back to, you know, baby and baby's all happy again. But it's that simple. It's that, you know, be present in the presence and discipline. It's like they need those boundaries. It, it causes safety. It's safety for them to, to have a boundary. You know, it's like him and them in and hugging them. It's like they need to know that they're safe and they're protected. And boundaries help with that. Okay? It's a form of love. So when you're feeling like you have to discipline your children, it's okay. Don't, in your heat of anger or getting upset, do you want to uh, go extreme? You want to take 10 seconds? You want to breathe? You want to step away for a second? Take a deep breath. I know I, I was in that a couple times, man. I was just so exhausted. And I was like, ah, you know, I remember it. Anyway, so um, build a good relationship with your children. Researchers have found that parenting behaviors play a critical role in a child's behavior development. Connecting with kids doesn't mean eating together more often, spending more time together, or letting your child get away with mistakes. Changing a relationship requires us to change our behaviors and sometimes even our beliefs. Loving relationships form in a positive environment, not a punitive or coercive one. Having loving parents who create a positive emotional environment is strongly associated with less inappropriate behavior and more desired behavior in children. That's tough, parents, you know, because sometimes we are dysfunctional. And sometimes as parents, we go into a marriage and parenting and we're sometimes, most of the time, we're dysfunctional. We don't have it all together, right? Uh, and, you know, our children are looking to us to be the safety net, to be, you know, to look up to and to see. They don't miss anything. I'm telling you right now, they don't miss a thing. Okay? So if you've got a, you know, if you're not in unity, they know it. They are going to charge mom against dad. Same at the workplace. You know, I have, I have uh, males and females working for me. And if I'm telling my employees one thing, they're going to go to the other counterpart to see if daddy or mommy is going to say something different, even though we're not daddy and mommy, but it's kind of like that. It's like, okay, I'm not getting the answer I want over here, so I'm going to go over there, and maybe I'll get a better answer over there. And we have to be in unity. We have to be consistent and in unity. And in parenting, you have to be that way, too. We have to support moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas. We need to support one another. And sometimes we might dis disagree, but we want to do that in private, okay? You want to not do that in front of the kids. Now, now there's another thing. Um, 
I know that sometimes, you know, I, I have friends that say, I never saw my parents have a disagreement. And I'm like, wow, that's kind of unrealistic. You know, going into a marriage and you have a disagreement, and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, your marriage is out. You know, it's going to it's going to fail because we have a disagreement. So there's there, <laughs> there's a balancing act on here. I think they do need to see that there's some some issues of not everybody agrees all the time. You know, that's why, you know, God made us different. Right. We come from a different perspective. But hopefully we have God in the center. OK, I think that saves a lot of time and energy if we stay focused on what God wants. Um, that really helps. In any relationship, I'm just saying. Number two, abandon negative attribution and catch good behavior. Parents' beliefs can affect their behavior and color their perceptions. A negative is a belief that children misbehave on purpose. They test the waters. Do they misbehave on purpose for different ages? Parents who believe their children misbehave on purpose can perceive unintentional acts as deliberate attempts to annoy them. When their children misbehave, these parents feel angrier and are more reactive because of their belief system. Irritable parents are more likely to use ineffective discipline strategies and contribute to their child's behavior problems. Avoid assuming ill intention in children and listen to their side of the story to prevent negative attributions that can bias you. That's really good advice. It really is. I, I'm, I, I mentioned in part one about uh, the spa and in, in my three-year-old granddaughter um, pressing the envelope. But that's after I explained everything to her and the why behind it, and then she just kept doing it. So to me, um, that was a deliberate testing the waters, <laughs> literally testing the waters. Uh, for example, temper tantrums may be triggered when the child doesn't get what they want. But the real reason behind is that they don't know how to regulate their emotions. Keeping this in mind will foster more positive interactions. You're listening to the Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. I would love to hear from you. Please go on there and connect with me. Would you do that? Please. Nobody reads it but me. If you have prayer requests, if you have any issues, any situations where you think I might have a resource for you, don't hesitate. Just ask. Just ask. Number three, set clear expectations with good reasons. Set clear expectations with good reasons. If you set clear ground rules with clear limits and realistic, the goal of child discipline is to teach and nurture children's competence, self-control, respect for others, and a sense of self-direction. Children can't learn to make sound decisions unless they understand the reasons behind the family rules expectations. Always explain the reasons behind them. We might think that at three years old, they can't understand. Now, sometimes I hear people use too big of words and they don't understand what those big words are. But if we do take the time to say, look, this is what's coming next. Tiana's really good at that with Montana. She goes, Montana, this is what to expect. We're going to be doing this and this is what we're going to do first. And, and then we're going to go here and go here. And Tiana goes, Montana's much better if you tell her what to expect moving forward. She's three. But, but my daughter understands this is her personality. She wants to have directives. She wants to understand what's going to happen next. She's a very smart young lady, smart little girl, and uh, it's good for her because then she can process. She has time to process, and uh, it's really good because I see in her eyes, and I can almost see the brain working. You know, she's trying to put it all together, and then she's excited. Using harsh punishment, such as physical punishment or corporal punishment, to discipline children usually leads to fast but temporary results. Punishing a child does not teach them anything other than you are someone they should fear. Okay, so I think that there's a balance there too. 
you know, pulling a child out of a situation because they're not listening, it's like having a timeout, right? That's not punishment other than there, there's a consequence for her action. And I think that's a positive thing because isn't that true in life? We have choices in life and we're going to reap the reward or we're going to suffer the consequences. But knowing what the consequences are ahead of time, you can determine is the pain worth the gain? Am I, you know, is it worth getting whatever the consequence is because I'm going to enjoy this so much? Or will they think, you know what, it's really not worth that. I'm just going to, I'm going to abide here. I'm just going to abide by the rules. I'm going to, I'm going to stay true and all of that. Your child doesn't need punishment to learn from you if you have a good relationship with them. Simply explain why something is wrong and then give them time to learn. So removing them from a situation is time to learn, right? Now, if it's something where they've been told repeatedly, do not do this, and they continue to do it, then obviously the discipline, the, you know, it has to be a little bit stronger because they obviously were not listening. Now, I also did this other thing that I thought was really good. You know, in this day and age, there could come a time when your child, you're only going to have one time where you can tell the child to do something, whether it's stop, go, hide. You know, you might only have one time that you can say it. So I did this exercise with Montana at my house, and we did this thing where I, I said go, and then I said stop. And it's like Simon Says almost, right? But I, I rewarded her when she did what I said quickly, and, and I said, look, if I'm telling you to stop, I want you to stop. We were taking a walk around the block, and there's um, alleyways, and the alleyways have cars that come through the alleyway pretty fast. And I'm teaching her how to look around the block wall and look before she steps out, kind of like look both ways before you step in the street. Well, she's three. She should not be stepping in that street without a hand. There should be no stepping in the street without parent, without hand. There should be no get near the pool without a parent right there. So these are rules that, you know, there's no swaying here. There's no easy to it. It's listen to me. This is life or death. This is safety. Safety is, is a separate issue than just training them some other thing like manners or something like please and thank you and may I be excused. Those were all things that I was teaching over this two-week period, which was so much fun. I loved it. And potty training. Oh, my gosh. Now, that was fun. That was really fun. <laughs> I enjoyed that. If they don't listen, chances are they cannot connect the dots. They have their own reasons or they don't want to listen to you. Hmm. That's up for us to decide, right? We, we have to decide, okay, what is it? Did we explain it? Did they understand it? Or are they just not wanting to do what we're asking? So we deal with those things differently. It's up for us as adults to assess the situation. And the first part of this was our beliefs. If we believe that the child is just automatically not doing what we're asking, then our punishment or our response is going to be different than if we're thinking maybe they just didn't understand what the boundary was, okay? If they cannot make the connection with the natural consequence, have them visualize what will happen if they do what they're not supposed to. At work, I always try to tell people what I want, not what I don't want. Have you ever done this where you say, I'm not going to, and that's all you can think about, is what you're not going to do, instead of I'm going to do this? This is as easy as dieting. You know, if you want to eat better, I don't even like the word diet. I don't, I don't do diets. I, I eat well, okay? And if I want to lose weight, I just know that I can't eat past 5 o'clock at night, and I'm going to uh, eat a large lunch and a small dinner, and I'm going to drink lots and lots of water with lemon in it. 
That's my rules. Okay. So maybe that'll work for you. Maybe it won't, but it works for me. We have to plan what we're doing. We have to plan ahead of time and you have to explain to your children what it is you're wanting to get the result you want. Do they know what you're wanting? Autonomy supportive. Hmm. Okay. Providing autonomy support means actively helping the child to become self-initiating and free from being controlled. Having a sense of control over our own lives is an essential human need. Is it not? Don't you want to be control in control of what goes on? I mean, if you could control your destiny, would you not want to? Okay. I, I want the Lord to lead my way. He, he's leading my path. Okay. And sometimes it's not what I'm thinking. It's not, you know, the person I think I'm supposed to be hanging out with. And he's like, no, that's not the person. Um, you know, those types of things. We, we, we do like to be in control. It's, it's kind of a safety zone, right? Um, and if we teach our children to make good decisions, then that helps us give them more reign. Funny thing, my son, uh, older than my daughter by two, two years and nine months to the day. And uh, I said, honey, I, I said to Tiana, I said, gosh, you're such an angel. And she goes, no, I'm not, mom. You're just comparing me to Tyson and my son. My son would always, you know, press the envelope. He would always, I, I would be always worried because he wouldn't call me to let me know he was going to run late. He didn't follow the rules and he caused me to fret. I was anxious and, and worried, which doesn't help, but it's still, it's kind of a mother's thing. You know, it's like, is he in a ditch somewhere? And I don't know. Oh my goodness. And when he got home, I didn't know whether to spank him or to hug him. You know, you know what I mean? Um, it's like, oh my gosh, you put me through so much torment. And later on, my daughter says, you know, mom. You kept calling me your angel. I really thought I was one. And I'm upset because I'm not an angel. And you kept telling me I was. I'm honey, you are my angel. And I think it's funny. Uh, now we, we kind of laugh about it. But I always called her my angel. For older children, autonomy, supportive parenting is associated with fewer behavior problems. On the other hand, controlling parents who force their children to act, think, or feel in a particular way are associated with more behavior problems. See, this is where you explain the why. You explain the why of why we want to act this way or why we want to say please, why we want to say thank you, to be socially acceptable. Have you ever met children that just don't even know, don't even understand how to be socially acceptable? Have you met kids like that? Have you met adults like that? Hmm. I have. <laughs> I have. And I'm like, you know, I really don't want to spend much time here. It's not, it's not fun for me to be here. On the other hand, controlling a parents who force their children to act they have behavioral problems. Supporting autonomy is not the same as being permissive or neglectful. Parents who are permissive fail to set rules and provide structure to their children. A parent who neglects their child is not actively involved. So giving children autonomy is different. As an autonomous supportive parent, you can promote independence while also providing structure and involvement. I love that. You know, the Lord says train them up in the way they shall go and they won't depart from it. And training them up, you only have them for a short period of time. Okay? They're your children forever. I mean, my babies will be my babies forever, for sure. But they're only under your care until they're 16, maybe 18. Okay? And then they're, they've got the keys to the car. And they are going to go off to college or they're going to get an apartment or they're going to buy a house or they're going to, you know, they're going to fly the nest. And they should. They should fly the nest. Okay? That's part of growing up is flying the, flying the coop, you know, getting on your own. And so us parents, we're supposed to teach them how to do that financially, you know, in all areas of their lives, we need to teach them how to be an adult and a responsible adult. 
How well are you doing, parents? How well are you teaching them right from wrong? How well are you teaching them to go to church and to understand what it says in the Bible? How well are you doing? Okay, Um, you're giving them the gift of being a good adult and, you know, if they decide to have kids, to be a good parent. It is important to have simple rules, clear instructions, and consistent implementation. For instance, if you are going to let them experience the natural consequences of not completing a project, stick to it. Don't nag. Intervene or complete the project for them. Failing to enforce rules consistently reinforces a child's inappropriate behavior. If your child gets a pass once, they'll keep testing your limit in the future. You know, they're going to go in the workplace, right, parents? They're going to go into the workplace, and don't you want them to be able to survive in the workplace? It's not easy. I have people working for me that I don't think they've been taught certain things, and I'm now in a position where do I want to take my time teaching them things that they should already know, or do I want to find somebody that might be better suited for the position? Those are questions that I have to ask myself, and in the hiring process, I'm taking, I'm making some tests and things so that I can make sure that these people are at a a responsible level to where they will show up for work. They'll show up for work. They won't make excuses. They're going to do the job right the first time. They're going to turn in their paperwork every day. It's like turning in your homework every day, right? Uh, They're going to aspire to want more, to be more. Be a role model. The importance of parental influence on a child goes without saying. However, it applies to not only behavioral, but also emotional control. Defiant children is usually lack emotional regulation and self-control. Their aggressive behavior is often due to their inability to control their emotions. That's a big one. Ask your children sometime. Ask them this. If you know, As children, say, what color do you feel right now? Because sometimes our children, they don't know how to express their emotions. And it's good to change it to colors, maybe. Set a good example of self-regulation by showing them how to do it in real life. God bless you. Be a blessing to someone each and every day and love on your children. Love, love, love on those children. They're the future. Bye for now. Ah, it's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. coli has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. coli keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call E. coli today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.